Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs a Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, battling battling a bit of a cold, and I've got uh, David Wood here with me, and we just watched a, a pretty entertaining game. Uh, Cleveland beating the Wizards 113-100. And uh, i got to say, I don't know if you felt this way, but I, it seemed like Tristan Thompson was the best player on the floor tonight. Oh, yeah. Tristan's... Uh... He's coming into his own. He's an offensive force again. What do you mean again? Was he ever an offensive force? Uh, I mean a little bit went during the the finals run just because of all the offensive boards. Well, that's true. In his own way. Like whenever he got him, he put him back up. He didn't really touch the ball other than that, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. He's been. Go ahead. He's been pretty impressive so far this year. He's. He's got a goofy post game, but it seems to work. Yeah, he can go to that hook shot over either shoulder and get it off from about 10 feet out. He was 8 for 12 tonight, uh, 5 of 6 at the line, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, uh, only 2 turnovers, 3 steals, and 21 points and a plus-minus of 11 in uh, 36 minutes. I mean, that's a pretty damn good line. Uh, did you yeah. see... Sorry, go ahead. The blocks, too. Yeah, he had two monster blocks, yeah. And did you see the, the Dan Devine piece where he's, like, got a ridiculously low turnover rate? Like, 230-some minutes, and he only had, like, two turnovers? Yeah, it's absurd. I was surprised we popped up in uh, Most Interesting Things to Watch. <laughs> yeah. Piece. Well, I do feel like, I mean... How long does he have to play this well for you to offer him a contract extension if you're Kobe Altman? Like, I mean, they should, 
they should try to offer him one fairly soon before he plays because he's gonna if he keeps playing this way he's gonna make the all star game. Yeah. Well and then they'll Probably because the East is so bad. <laughs> I mean, he's playing legitimately good. He's gonna Oh, no, no, he is. I mean, I don't think he'd make it in the West because there's just too many good centers in the West. But in the East, I mean, who are the other really good centers in the East besides Embiid? Yeah, I mean, that's about it. I mean, you got Vucevic, but uh, Vuce, Vuce is uh, there, but you got to feel like there's going to be a bit of a drop-off after last year. So, yeah. but yeah, he's uh, he's definitely playing like that. And then Kevin Love with another great game, uh, sixteen and twelve. Uh, <laughs> the, I tweeted during the game that Kevin Love's pump fake just got nominated for an Emmy. I mean, he oh was just faking it's, guys out of their shoes. It's so annoying. Like I have to say, I don't enjoy watching Kevin Love's game right now. <laughs> it's effective, but it is so ridiculously boring. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel like this is the first game he really like hardcore broke out the pump fake. Like a lot of, it's really weird. He's been scoring in a lot of different ways in a lot of different games. Like he only took three threes tonight, and he's had games where he's had like eleven threes. Like sometimes yeah. they play him almost like a a wing the way they run him around screens and try and get him free, almost like a six foot ten Kyle Korver. Um, and then tonight he was in the post. Um, I mean, he's definitely a versatile scorer and yeah, yeah. he only took six, six shots, which I didn't realize, but the free throws are what counting the points tonight. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he just like the totally just over exaggerated move in the post and then just jump into it. (laughs) Also that the one three point, uh, play free throws he had when Isaiah tried ripping the ball and running with it. That almost worked. <laughs> they had to call it back. Isaiah Thomas is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'd like I'd like to think that this was a, a true showing for Sexton and Garland, but no, realizing it, it they were really playing Isaiah is, Thomas isn't. and Ish Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the like two- uh, we probably should have done as good as they did. And, and like, the other, I mean, aside from Bradley Beal, who's really good, the other guard is Jordan McRae. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, what, he had a brief stint on the Cavs, right? Yeah, he's on the champion. That's NBA champion Orange Mamba. Okay, that, that's who I thought it yeah. was. Yeah. No, there was a lot of former Cavs on the Wizards. Uh, you had Isaiah Thomas, you had C.J. Miles, you had, uh, and Jordan McRae, so... Yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a Cleveland reunion for those guys, but yeah, I mean, yeah, and you touched on it. Uh, Sexton and Garland had a pretty nice night. You want to talk about him? Yeah. So, so Sexton. I well, first off, I got a comment on the commentating that Ryan Ruokiko, or I can't say his last name, but that guy is so aggravating to listen to. Every <laughs> is he single the play by play guy. Yeah, every single player is developing. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter if they've been in the league for like a year or ten years, every guy's developing. Which was driving me crazy. But um anyways, I thought it was funny. Doris Burke was like referring to Colin Sexton as a stopper at one point. <laughs> uh, was she Beale talking about like, was she talking about ball movement? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, no, but Colin, I guess Colin Sexton did a pretty good job on Bradley Beal, and he tries his butt off on, on defense now. Mm-hmm. It's not always in the smartest ways, but he was fighting through the screens and kind of getting in Beal's face. Yeah. Well, Beal's 8 Beal, for 21. Yeah. So that I And Beal, the threes that Beal hit were definitely contested because there were two yeah. over Tristan Thompson closing out pretty hard on him. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely didn't get him let, let him get going from three point line too much. Um yeah, it, it was interesting because against other teams you might have seen him uh uh put Chetty on them on him, but uh yeah, they had they held Troy Brown Jr. to one for eight, Beal was eight of twenty one, and then Bertans was two of ten, Miles was oh of seven. I mean, I thought they played some bad defense in parts, but they did a nice job on certain guys. It was just uh, Rui Hachimura and Thomas Bryant scored 21 and 23 points along with Beal's 20. Uh, but those guys, I mean, I felt like they were like, okay, they're gonna, they may beat us up inside, but we're not going to give up a ton of threes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, I felt it, like that was a defensive strategy. It was a lot of they were closing hard on the three, so whoever yeah. was driving the ball in was just dumping it off. Like Thomas yeah. Bryant had so many drop offs to him. Same with Hachimura, just I think had a hot game. He the, did he hitting some ridiculous shots. I can't tell if he's good or not. Like yet. when I was watching him coming out of college, I was convinced he was going to be terrible because everybody was like, "This guy is the rawest guy we've ever seen," and he's super bad on defense. But I tell you what, he is athletic he's as hell. Crafty. Well, yeah, he's, he's crafty. Yeah, and he's long and he's really athletic too. And yeah, like you said, he's got an an ability to finish. Um and <laughs> Thomas Bryant all another guy, I mean, obviously undrafted. He kills the Cavs. Yeah, and he kills the Cavs, undrafted free agent, super athletic, undersized center. Um but he also had probably the dumbest play of the game. Uh, at the end of that game where he had the goaltending on Sexton. Oh, yeah, that shot was not going in. <laughs> no, it wasn't going in. And then uh, he got a tech for arguing it. <laughs> yeah. And... Sorry, go ahead. They were handing out techs really easily. Yeah, but he was really demonstrative, and you can't do that at that point in the game, and that was a three-point possession of all him doing stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty much the ball game. So, yeah. I, and that put him back up to 11 points, I think. Well, the I think that was um we went up 11 when Jetty drove and then passed to Sexton in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. That was I, Yeah, that was a big shot. That was a great play by Jetty and a, I wouldn't say it was a great shot by Sexton because it looked like a brick that scored. Like you're, it yeah. like hit the back. He shot it from the right corner. It hit the back of the rim and it banked off the backboard and in. So it, it was a pretty lucky shot, but you take what you can get. Exactly. So uh, I thought. Go ahead. I thought Sexton kind of had Sexton didn't have that great of a showing offensively. I mean, he did end up with 16, but Garland <clears throat> he did actually pretty well. He was getting in the paint more of this game. And kind of finding the right man who was open. It wasn't very pretty, but yeah, he's using he's using picks a little bit better now, and he's making the most simple read 
not even read. He's just making, he's not even reading the defenses. He's just making the pass because the guy's there. Right. And he gets stopped. He, I don't know. He needs to tighten his dribble a lot if he wants to keep playing. Cause it's like all the times he scored, like those weird uh, left-handed scoop shots were like three steps too early. Kind of like the, the weird Steve Nash off the wrong foot thing. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I think his scoop shot is much, much better than his uh, floater. I think his floater's kind of trash. Um, yeah, why does he use two hands? I don't know. Did you, do you notice that on the layups? He lay, he's the only NBA player I see that does that. Like yeah, a two-handed layup I, on the right side. I don't know. He, I mean, he definitely... But he does do a nice job of putting it high off the glass at times, and he does get a nice extension, like when he puts the, up the scoop. But yeah, he uh, he definitely has some finishing weirdness. Like I don't know, he he that's a part of his game that needs a ton of work. Still, yeah. As does his. Uh, I mean, it's weird because what was billed about him coming into the season was his shooting and that's kind of been the worst one of the worst parts of his game and he did have better shot selection tonight uh he was only one or two from three and i think a lot of that is just he kind of lost confidence because he was taking so many bad shots and not hitting them uh well, they in were earlier getting, games he, he was getting the paint like clearly washington said like all right, we're going to stay tight on Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson because he was going a lot of like one-on-one looks kind yeah. of, or those guys peeling off at the last second to defend. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my the, my biggest issue with him is he's not that willing of a passer. Like this game, he passed a lot more, but that whatever game, uh, the Boston game that I recapped, he literally would just dribble the ball off the court and chuck no, it. No, he was terrible in the Boston game. <laughs> like Jordan Clarkson style. Jordan Clarkson didn't really pass the ball at all. It Tonight? Took, yeah, he took 14 shots. <laughs> zero assists. Yeah, but I did feel like he wasn't terrible. Uh, and he had a lot of buckets tonight that were like at big moments where they really needed a point. Like that, He had four points, four or five points in that stretch where right when it was like a two or three point game that they really needed to extend the lead back out, which was nice. And then the, the rest of the time he was, he was Chucky Clarkson. They got the, the tech too, to yeah. spark the team. <laughs> what, what is, uh, what's John Beeline calling him like a lion or something? The wo- his wolf. Is ta- his, his wolf. Oh, <laughs> attack wolf or something. <laughs> He's a shot hunter. He's a wolf. <laughs> yeah. What about, I, How'd you feel about Kevin Porter tonight? I was, I was liking it. Uh, what was it? Somebody I read online said, or maybe it was on the blog. I can't remember if it was on, on Twitter or the blog, but talking about I can't wait getting early tickets for uh, Kevin Porter Junior Island, <laughs> just for I, all I his ISOs. I told everyone at work, I'm like Kevin Porter Junior is going to be the best player out of this this draft for the Cavs. I, I'm, st- I'm standing by it. I I wouldn't doubt it i mean he's certainly got an nba body and an nba uh athleticism the other thing he's got a really quick first step to either hand he he does like 
some of the finishes he had tonight, he's good at getting his body into the big guys. Yeah. And like backing them off just enough to get a shot off. Yeah, I called it tonight. I said he was real slithery. Like, I've seen it a couple times where guys try and take a charge on him and he gets around him just enough to not get a charge call. Um, yeah. And he's he's got a nice, uh, I don't want to call it a floater in the lane, but almost like a hanging J where he can just hang long enough to get the, the shot off um, when he gets into he, guys' bodies. He couple, yeah. He had a couple great ones over Bryant, like kind of yeah. falling back. Yeah, and the only problem with that is that is a little bit of fool's gold. You know what I mean? Like, against a better well, defender, that's not going to work. I mean, he clearly, he seems like he's probably one of the guys that, like, Kobe. You know, I guess Kobe's a little too old for him. But he's definitely <laughs> got a little a little Kobe in him with the falling back shots. Yeah, I can see that. He, like, <laughs> uh, Southpaw Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, how have you felt? overall about beeline's offense so far this season <sighs> so my take on beeline's offense is that he really tried to put in his offense in the preseason and nobody got it and so they went back to a lot of stuff they did last year like you Until just zero offense no 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 a lot of these high post dribble handoffs um you know with <clears throat> Uh, at the elbows with Kevin Love and Tristan and Larry Nash Jr. And then a lot of pick-and-roll heavy stuff. And now I feel like you're starting to see a little bit of these sets. Like, I'm trying to remember. They ran a play tonight. It was It was like, oh, I've never seen that before. And it was, uh, I think it was Kevin Love coming off a pin down from the left corner. And then... Uh, so they they are running stuff out to the wings. Uh, I just I think he's doing a lot of stuff on the fly and just letting him play more than he probably wants to. But I feel like they're so just getting used to the NBA and defense and all the other stuff that's going on that trying getting Sexton and Garland to put in a whole new offense around them is like just asking them to do too much. Uh, with all the other stuff they have to absorb. And I think you saw that in preseason, and now that's why they've gone back to things that worked well last year and also just ran kind of a pretty simple offense. I don't know. Do you yeah. see it the same way? I I literally don't think they're running an offense half the time. It, it's just a lot of, like, they'll run a pick and roll or they'll do, like, a dribble handoff. But, like, you watch them, uh, they don't look like an NBA team, like how they run their offense. There's no... Like, there's one motion going on at a time. There's never yeah, exactly. exactly. It drives me crazy. Like, why not just run floppy every time they come down the floor? Just set a couple pin downs for, like, Sexton and Garland and then try to get them the ball and have them, like, catching the ball and running into a screen. Like, something simple like that just to help them out because the offense is just – it's so easy to cover when there's not multiple motions. Right. And like you saw, like Boston did that the other night. Uh, they're so good at running multiple motions and getting a guy open in the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even, even if it's not for a shot, just to make the yeah. defense turn. Yeah. And Cleveland is kind of terrible at that. And 
I feel like some of their offensive success is totally because people don't expect Tristan Thompson to handle the ball. Like how many they've literally won a game this season because no one expected Tristan Thompson to handle the ball. Like <laughs> that's yeah. not necessarily an NBA offense. It's just like getting lucky because nobody scouted that. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it is a lot of that. I just Although I will say that the best guy at running the offense tonight was Chetty Osman. He looked really good. He had a really nice game offensively. Yeah, offensively. He is plummeted defensively. Yeah. Well, I thought he had played. I got to go. Like, literally, I got to do the Ty Lue thing of look at the film on tonight's game because I thought he had had a terrible game, but then I saw Troy Brown Jr., and I'm like, well, he was one for eight. Maybe Chetty wasn't that bad. Like, with Hachimura and Bryant scoring all the points, I'm like, was Chetty really that bad? But, yeah, he was he was absolute garbage in Boston against, uh, uh, what's uh, his name? Hayward. Hayward, yeah. What were you going to say? He's just one step behind all the time. Yeah. Like, it drives me crazy because it's like, I think he knows where he wants to be, and maybe he's just not physically talented enough. But he just, I don't know what's going on. Or he, he tries to take away the primary so much and over. He just seems to get backdoored so much. You know what I mean? He's like he's over. He's thinking he's too good defensively that it makes him bad. No, no, no. Just like when guys overplay a uh, guy coming around a pin down and then it's just yeah. so easy to get a backdoor. Like that's Chetty every time. That's true. But the the crazy thing was is I really thought Chetty played pretty well against uh against Luca. Now, or at least he made him work. I don't know. Luca Doncic destroyed them. Luca Doncic is destroying everyone though. Oh yeah, he's like so ridiculously good. Like Luca Doncic is like if Dirk Nowitzki and Steve Nash had a kid. <laughs> I'm not I mean <laughs> I mean, he just has Nash's vision and Dirk's shooting ability and Nash's ball handling and just he's the perfect six seven size to play like four different positions. Um, and he's so good on offense, he doesn't even need to be that good on defense. He just he's has to be to okay. Yeah, he plays at that weird pace, too. He's not like one of those guys that's too fast. Like, yeah. it's slow enough where it keeps guys off kilter. Hey, there's Tom Pestak. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Tom? Not much. We were just talking about uh, Luka Doncic, how he's like Dirk and Steve Nash had a kid. And, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I totally know what you mean, David. He doesn't go too fast. And, like, that's totally Colin Sexton's problem is he's got, like, two gears. Like, he's got oh. the, I'm just probing, and then I'm going to go 90 miles an hour, but I have no, like, herky-jerkiness, and I'll telegraph from 30 feet away exactly where I'm going to go. <laughs> Dude, Sexton's like uh, when John Wall first came in the league. Like, he might be the fastest player with the ball. Yeah. It doesn't really, it doesn't mean anything, but. <laughs> like, you can get one basket a game that way, but you're also going to do probably two dumb things a game because you're playing too fast <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, that's a good comp although wall i would say 
was m- more a more polished scorer and had better vision. Sexton gets yeah, horrible tunnel vision sometimes. How how about Walt? Did you see the the interview with him? He is getting ch- he's getting chunky. Well, not only that, what the hell was he wearing? Like he oh. looked like what was the the that, brooch was like something I get my mom that she wore out of obligation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he looked like um like Baptist church uh youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was—he looked really strange. He—he's gonna approach Anthony Bennett size, or be uh, <laughs> John John Johnson, like a Larry Johnson John Wall combination. <laughs> nice, Grandma Wall. There we go, yeah. Grandma Wall. <laughs> yeah, he—that uh, contract is is gonna be an albatross. I think that that's pretty obvious. And then, like, the whole game, everybody was like, why the hell did Bradley Beely sign an extension with this team? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean... John Wall's not going anywhere. They're, they're, if they have to stretch him. Well, I wouldn't you even really help that much. No, you they can't stretch, stretch him to literally the last season because that deal is so expensive that even the, like, the fact that you have to take double the number of years plus one when you stretch a guy would mean they'd be that guy'd be on their cap forever for nine years or 10 or 11 years yeah it's insane How long? it's like with um chris paul like chris yeah, paul's not getting traded three more years he's a player option yeah he's a player option for 48 million dollars he's like never declining that option. he's never declining that <laughs> yeah it's also how ridiculous is it that after this win, the first thing they talk about, rather than like, oh, the Cavs had a good like defensive showing, like took advantage of turnovers early on, where's Kevin Love getting traded? <laughs> like, and, and Kevin Love, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No. It's all oh, you. I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he's getting traded this year because if the Cavs can kind of make some minor improvements and tighten things up, they're gonna play for the eighth seed this year. Yeah. No. They're they're not that bad. Yeah, they're not that bad, but they don't want to be that good. <laughs> they, they can't. They can't tank that. Obviously, though, they they're clearly committed to Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, like doing something because it shows. Like just having two professionals on the floor with the young guys makes a big difference, and I think the teams are starting to realize you can't just run run out all these like young kids like Phoenix did forever because no one developed. Except Phoenix is a playoff. Well, although Phoenix is doing what they they did because they stopped doing that. Yeah, they got vets on the team. So the young guys are like actually progressing now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Cleveland is three and five. They're three spots out of the eighth seed. Um, You got to think Orlando is going to be a little bit better. Um, But you also got to think... Between Clarkson and Knight and uh, Tristan Thompson, all these guys on the last year of their deal, that at least for Clarkson and Thompson, they're going to have some trade value, and the Cavs are probably going to want to move those guys rather than lose them for nothing. And once, once any one of those guys goes down, like those are probably the three most important guys on the team in terms of winning, and... 
the fact that Clarkson's probably the third most important guy on the team in terms of winning is scary. But, I mean, if you lose Thompson, you've literally just lost five, six wins. Yeah. I don't know. But, Tom, what's I mean, your what's your take on that? Uh, whether they'll make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a hard time seeing it, but they are they're playing better than I thought they would. Yeah, I'll agree um, with you there. I mean, Tristan Thompson's been a revelation. He's been really good. He's been really good. Yeah. And I just like their their attitude. It's Yeah. I'll I'll totally agree with you. They seem uh, they said on the broadcast, yeah, they seem much more connected than like Washington who David, did you see that Mark Longobardi was on the sideline for Washington? Yes. I mean, he's. I saw he was the only person shorter than Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I mean, I'm just maybe, like, how does that guy? Maybe that's what. Who does he have pictures of? Who knows? There's so many NBA assistants like that. I don't know, but I almost feel like Mike Longobardi is like the the guy you bring in when you want to tank. Like <laughs> he is the uh, B- Lakers Byron Scott of defensive coordinators. I mean, the NBA is just so ridiculous like that. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like a lot of those guys it's just like a friendship thing or something. Like they're not going to create waves so they get brought in cuz I don't think they get paid that much. Oh, probably, I mean, not there's six figures, but it's probably like 100,000 a year. No, I would I would bet it's like 1 to 200,000 for somebody of That's not chump change. Let's see what he makes. <laughs> Can you do you have David going to the web? <laughs> so Tom, did you get to watch any tonight? Yeah, I did. I watched uh, the first quarter and I watched the whole second half. I oh, missed okay. the. I missed when we went on the big run in the second quarter. Oh yeah, that was that was exciting stuff. I mean, they just it, they were really competent, just executing, running their plays, getting shots up. And they were playing decent defense, and Washington was just playing terrible offense. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, the Cavs just went on that run. Um, and that's interesting because the Cavs, um, Dan Devine talked about it this week on for the Ringer, but the Cavs have actually had a really competent, in terms of plus-minus, uh, starting unit. And that's with Sexton and Garland at times being terrible shooters. Um, especially Garland, who's not shot well at all. Sexton's not shooting great, but he's at least had some decent games. Um, and it's, and they've held their own despite that. And so when those guys are actually hitting shots, they're really going to outscore teams. And that's kind of what you saw in the second quarter. Um, and Garland really, yeah, had a big, had a big second quarter for that team. Um, and then the fourth quarter, uh, Dave and I were talking a little bit about that really dumb goaltend and, uh, tech on Thomas Bryant that kind of killed their whole momentum. So tell me your thoughts on that, Tom. <laughs> I think I lost you for about 20 seconds. Oh, did you really? Yeah, oh, jeez. All I heard was, tell me your thoughts on that. <laughs> Reminded me of uh, The Office where Jim calls Dwight and he acts like the uh, the connection's breaking up and he says, 
and you'll be saved. But whatever you do, whatever you do, what? Oh my god, I just played the part of Dwight, didn't I? (laughs) Yep. Yeah, so I just went on a whole thing on what happened in the second quarter. But as I said, the Cavs made shots, and the guys that aren't normally making shots on the starting unit, Garland and Sexton, started making them. And when they're doing that, they're going to score a lot of points because Osmond and Thompson and Lover have all been pretty steady offensively. And they've been slightly outplaying teams as a starting unit. So, Yeah. Well, I, I just and, thought, well, and thank you um, for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I I thought uh, it was really nice to see when Washington clawed their way back into the game. I think they cut it to two, even one. The they had Ca- it down to one. Yeah, the Cavs just uh, started executing again, and thought they played with good energy pretty much the whole game. Um, now, by executing, not, you mean Jordan Clarkson just started careening his way to the basket and got a couple to fall? Yeah, I mean, he missed a bunch, <laughs> and then he made a couple. So that does help when the shots go in. Um, but, you know, they they uh, they got a couple offensive rebounds, and Tristan was was really beasting in yeah. this game. Nine, nine offensive boards and three, yeah. Yeah. three defensive boards. Tonight. Yeah, like, that's a yeah. crazy stat. Well, not only that, he had he had three steals and two blocks, so he was super active. Yeah. Um, Kevin Love had a couple blocks. It was uh, he did have a couple blocks. Yeah. Yeah, he even had a he even had uh, a get that weak stuff out of here block against a smaller a smaller player in the fourth quarter. It was fun to see. Yeah, and I felt like Delhi had a nice little stretch. Um, of Whoa. not of not being awful, he, right, he right. actually hit a three for the yeah. first time all season, and he well, was, he didn't hurt him. He was plus eight on the game. Yeah, and only eleven minutes, so it's not like it hurt you that right, Delhi was out there. there. Yeah, it's not like you needed to play Mo Williams instead. Right. Oh gosh. <laughs> I wonder if you Delhi had a kid, so that's probably why he's playing so crappy now because he was worried about his wife or something. Yeah. Well, he was hurt clearly before he took those two games off. At least that's what I'm telling myself. But yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he's been pretty bad offensively, at least as a shooter so far this year. But he was decent today. Didn't hurt you. So. Played some okay defense, had some nice rebounds. He's still the best box out guard in the NBA, for what that's worth. <laughs> so, so I gotta intervene with some uh, Mike Longabardi. We gotta, we gotta circle back to him. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know what Mike Longabardi's making. They haven't made that knowledge public, but <laughs> I will let you know what their manager Tommy Shepard said. Said Coach Brooks and I worked closely to pinpoint what areas we needed to improve <laughs> and identify the best candidates both internally and externally, to make the appropriate changes. <laughs> this was right before they hired Mike Longabardi. That it said, we are looking forward to having the experience, knowledge, and diversity and skills and ideas that Mike, Dean, Corey, and Jarrell will bring not only to the bench, but to our organization as a whole. Then, this was the kicker. Where, uh, oh, Mike Longabardi. He comes from the Cavs. Defense is a specialty. <laughs> and he's been part of two championship teams. What? Where was yeah. that? Oh, like way back when on the Celtics. 
I Maybe. Think he, I don't know. He was an assistant. Oh, with Doc Rivers? Yeah, with Doc Rivers. Yeah, I think he was an assistant on that team. But, mm. I mean, he was like an off-the-bench. He was one of those guys that sits behind the bench and whispers stuff in people's ears. <laughs> wow, nobody could, no one saw him, man. He... <laughs> because he was so short? <laughs> it's because yeah. he was so short and NBA players are so tall. Is that what you're saying, David? <laughs> yeah. Wait, was he on the Celtics when Isaiah Thomas was? No. No, uh, we're talking about the first Celtics. Um, he might have been. Was Doc Rivers uh, on the Celtics with uh, Isaiah Thomas? No, no, that was all. Was all it Brad all Brad? Stevens. Okay. Um, yeah, I was gonna say there there might be conspiracy here. They gotta have <laughs> someone shorter than Isaiah Thomas wherever he goes. <laughs> just to keep just to keep him, he keep his confidence up. Yeah. Just to drive the Brinks truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I that yeah. I mean, it certainly seems. I said before the game. I mean, this team literally starts Isaiah Thomas and hired Mike Longabardi as a coach. Like, if you are not tanking, I don't know. Like, like you should be investigated by Adam Silver for those two moves alone. <laughs> uh anyway, yeah, it was a rough night for the former Cavs. Uh, C.J. Miles. Oh, an O for seven tonight. Um, Wait, CJ Miles is on the Wizards. Yeah, and Orange Mamba Jordan McRae. Yeah, you didn't even notice him out there. I didn't even tone. notice him. I did notice Jordan McRae. I did not notice yeah. CJ Miles, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, uh, he's actually officially changed his middle name to Dad Bod, so oh, you might not okay. have recognized him. <laughs> Like he goes to the uh the Jared he's on the Jared Dudley workout routine. So Okay. <laughs> he and John Wall eat at the same restaurants. Yeah, Jared Dudley, man, he's got the dad bod for sure. Yeah. Although I can't say anything. The Lakers are so much better than I thought they'd be, but They are, I know. I I need to eat some crow there. Well, I, I, but remember oh, Tom. Thought... Remember, one injury away. How is LeBron James playing defense again? He like single-handedly wrecked defensive schemes for the Cavs for four years. <laughs> well, because he didn't have to, he didn't have to play defense in the regular season in the East. I mean, That's we made true. it to the finals as a four seed. Yeah, it's point. super annoying. I mean, the Cavs were rewarded for not caring that much about the regular season. Uh, it, it's. I, I mean, I it, it was somewhat unprecedented really i think I, I don't think there's a whole lot of examples of teams that no, were it, they, that, once, they that, beat that a 73 win team it literally was unprecedented there was no precedent for it well no but I, yeah but i'm saying at least in the back half of that that season the 2015 season they they played well right and then 2016, the defense wasn't great. 2017, it was like putrid. 2018, it was like last in the league <laughs> until mid-April. It was that bad. And they just didn't care because they were... I mean, on one hand, they didn't have great defensive players, but they also were not giving a whole lot of effort. And that started with LeBron. So my guess is a couple of things, David. I think... I mean, there is something to say for... He, he's got a lot of rest. Like, he... You know, for... 
he never got any rest. Basically, the last, I don't know, 12 years of his career, and he finally did. I think he knows that they're going to have to win games in the West. They can't, you know, they can't win 44 games and expect that everything will be fine. I think they probably need to win at least 50 games, so. Yeah, the Saturday night game is going to be a heck of a game. Uh, Miami versus L.A. Uh, Isn't that on now? Oh, that is on now. Shoot. Because I'm an idiot. It's on uh, NBA NBA TV, TV. which I don't get, which is why I'm watching this game in Anchorage, Alaska, between the Huskies and Baylor. So, wait, you're you're in Alaska? No, there's a game on... The Armed Forces Classic is Uh on ESPN between for basketball between the Washington Huskies and the Baylor Golden Bears. So I'll, I'll send you a link for the NBA streams thing, but this is the saddest thing ever. The NBA streams, like the legal streams, work better than the league pass does. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, it, it's terrible. No, it's been the running joke for, like, like literally five, six years that the NBA can't get freaking league pass to, to work right. Yeah, I quit. Well, I, quit I had league. It's not worth it. Did I ever rant about uh, 2005, my league pass experience? <laughs> well, so you're saying 15. this has been in this has been going on for 14 years? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I can blame league pass here, but basically, I was living in Dayton, and it was 2005, and um, I don't know why, but unlike the previous two years. They were no longer showing the Cavs on Fox Sports in Dayton. And they were, I mean, I always knew that I was going to have to deal with that if, like, somehow the Reds were on or the Blue Jackets were on. They would always get preference over the Cavs. So I was always just hoping that there wouldn't be a conflict. Were the Dayton Flyers? And in 2005, (laughs) sometimes neither the Reds or the Blue Jackets would be on. And I'd, I'd turn it on, it'd be like ultimate poker. And I was like, oh, you got to be, you got to be kidding me. Hey, so don't that point, sleep I, on Ultimate Poker back in 2005. Well, good stuff. I, and I loved poker, but it just, it was kind of comical. It's like, you really think people are going to watch this over LeBron James? But <laughs> so I just, I called Time Warner and they just said, oh yeah, like it's a different Fox Sports in, you know, where you're at, South Southern Ohio than like in Cleveland and Columbus, where you would get the Cavs a lot more often. So I said, okay, well then, so you're saying I'm not like in the network for the Cavaliers. And he's like, that's correct. You're not. And I was like, okay, well then I guess I need to go pay for NBA League Pass. And he's like, oh, great. Yeah, let me sign you up for that. And I said, okay, but I really want to make sure that like I'm, I'm actually going to get the games because I've read things about League Pass blacking out teams if you live in that, you know, region. And, he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I understand, but the cat, you're not in that region. Like we've both agreed, <laughs> agreed there that you're not. It's not, it's not on right now, right?" And I'm like, "Yes, it's it's not on right now." So he goes, "Yeah, you're you're safe, you know." So he orders League Pass for me. It's two hundred dollars. It's a one time fee that he applies to my account. And so then I'm like, "Well, can you just like?" He's like, "You know, if you just wait on the line for like one second, I'm just gonna." You know, hit a bunch of buttons, and then you should have it. And so I waited on the line, and then sure enough, like, on all these cable channels, I even remember the channel numbers. It was, like, 145 to, like, 165 or something. And 
the Cavs were supposed to be on 145, like the League Pass channel number one. And I turned it on, and it was a black screen. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. And he's like, well, I'll just give it a second. Well, all the other all the other channels had games on them, except for the the first one that was supposed to be the Cavs versus the Bobcats. And after like 10 minutes, he's like, oh, I, I guess... I guess it's not going to work for you. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, I'd like my money back. And he goes, uh, actually, actually, sir, I can't do that. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, well, you know, it, we, we just basically give out your credit card information to the NBA and, you know, we can't get a refund. It's not a Time Warner service. It's <laughs> like, Dude, you have got to be kidding me. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm not kidding you. I can't get you a refund. So I was just furious. And <laughs> Why didn't you just my, call your credit card company and dispute the charge? I, I was too dumb back then to know you could <laughs> do stuff like that. But Wait, you can do that? Oh, no, David. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Especially Fix if you that. don't get your money. Like, if you don't get what Fix you actually I, paid for. Fix I learned today. Well, yeah. Nate, you had experience with Lemon Laws getting owned by the window salesman. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. And I didn't even tell you. I didn't. I, so, I actually. Wait, let me finish. Let me finish mine. Let me go to yours. So, I'm, I'm furious. I'm losing my mind. I'm watching the game via box score on Yahoo Sports. <laughs> and my buddy, my buddy Kevin comes over. And he's like dude are you all right i'm like no i'm pissed and so i'm recapping the whole thing Was this the kevin i met mm, is he the I guy that went so. to the parade with us no that was dwayne that was oh you're kevin. right you're right i'm sorry okay go ahead yeah so my buddy kevin comes over and he's like well let's go out to a bar maybe we can find the game and i was like well i don't think so because they're not on tv anymore in dayton and i don't get to watch them and he goes, well, let's just go find out. And so <laughs> we, found, we found like basically like a BW3, and he drove me there. I was like too compromised to drive even. By your and we anger? Get, yeah, and we get there, <laughs> and it's the fourth quarter, and the Cavs are like blowing the game with a bunch of like stupid turnovers down the stretch against the Bobcats, who aren't even that good. And I never still remember. Were, well, like you didn't even have to say they aren't even that good because that was the entirety of the Bobcats' history. Well, anyway, so their the Cavs are blowing the game, and recall the previous year they missed the playoffs by coming into a tie at forty-two wins and forty losses. I can't remember who they tied, but basically. It was like, okay, we really need to not screw around and win games because LeBron made an ultimatum and said, like, we better get to the playoffs. And he basically hinted that he would leave if they didn't. And so now here we are in, like, November, and we're screwing around against the Bobcats. So I was pretty upset, and I just remember LeBron didn't look right at all, like, at the start of this season for some reason. Like, he wasn't explosive like he had been. And in this game, he got blocked twice at the rim by Sean May. Do you remember him? He oh, played yeah. for no. He played for uh, North Carolina. He he made, had a, uh, he made Boris Diaw look svelte. Yeah, I was going to say he had a <laughs> he had a Jared Dudley body back in the day. No, it was not Jared Dudley body. That was uh that was Boris Anthony Diaw Bennett body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it was it was really I was just so pissed. It's like my night was already terrible. And then here I 
get to the bar for the last five minutes to watch the Cavs lose to Sean May. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a it was a I bad like night. I vaguely even remember that game. Like I remember the Sean May block like, at the end, like yeah. flexing on LeBron. Yeah. yeah, and then he was like out of the league like five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That was his. That was his. Oh, what's the guy that was on the Bucks? Brandon Jennings. That was his Brandon Jennings moment. About <laughs> to ask, who was the guy on the Wizards that used to always mess with LeBron? Deshaun like Stevenson. He had a, Stevenson. He had the ATM in his house. Yeah, and he had the five dollar <laughs> bill on his neck. Yeah, yeah, and, like, right. and that was like neck. as recently as well. Yeah, that was his. He was on the Mavs, wasn't he? On the Mavs yeah. when they beat him. Yeah, and remember he would do the fire in the face thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was on that Mavs team. You're right. Yeah. NBA champion Deshaun Stevenson. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that Wizards team was. Man, that was a good rivalry because they had a lot of they had a lot of really annoying people on that team. They had a lot of people that ended up like in prison or dead. <laughs> did, well, yeah, but did, just did that Javaris Criterion go to jail? Javaris Crittenden, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but who died? I think it was Javaris Crittenden. Did he? I think so. Yeah. We should probably check our sources. <laughs> he went no, to no, he's prison. still alive. Never mind. I'm thinking... Is he, a, is, is he in prison? He's in prison for murder. 23 yeah, years in 2011. Someone, yeah. someone died, yeah. Yeah, and then who's the guy... Oh, and then it, who brought the guns in? Yeah, Crit, it was Crittenton. Too. Yeah. Yeah, it was him and Gilbert and, and what Gilbert Arena. What were they it, arguing over? I, I think over? it was probably over like a poker game or something. Yeah, it was Spain, insane. Probably. It was insane. And then, yeah. Yeah, they had so many hateable guys on those teams. Yeah, I couldn't stand Antonio Daniels. I just could not stand that guy. Well, that and was Hibachi was the worst. And I hated Anton Jameson when he wasn't a Cav. Yeah. I kind of hated him when uh, he was a Cav. Brendan Haywood. Uh, he had, the, Haywood, he had the yeah. most hideous shot I've ever seen. Oh, that Jameson? That dead yeah. ball against the backboard? Yeah, he, <laughs> was <a turd. laughs> he was a turd. He was a turd. Like, looking back, it's always funny when I think of the Cavs teams, like who we brought in to prop up LeBron. I'm like, no wonder he left for Miami. <laughs> I mean, you I that's stop it, say. David. You stop it. That's bad to say, but like, you get you get... 85-pound overweight Shaq. No, the funny thing is, is, like, literally how many guys they brought in from the Wizards. Like, they had them. (laughs) They had, please stop shooting jump shots, Larry Hughes. They had um, Brendan Haywood. Well, they got Larry Hughes before the Wizards were a Cavs rival. Like, we never played Larry Hughes, right? We never played against Larry Hughes, I, think I don't they think. did, but yeah. No, I don't think so, because he started with us in 2005. But my point still stands. <laughs> they got too many guys from the Wizards. What, well, was and Delonte I, West? No, Delonte came from Boston. We yeah. had him and Zerbiak in Boston. Was he on the 2007 finals team, though? Yeah. No, he wasn't. No, he, he wasn't. He came, the next, he came the next year. Oh, okay. 2007 finals included... 
It, was, it included Larry Hughes, um, Sasha Pavlovich was on the team, Booby Gibson. Dude, Ducktail. 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 <laughs> was it the Ducktail or is it the no, Ducktail? It was the Ducktail. Drew Gooden. Drew, Drew Gooden. Gooden. And then, oh, God, who was the other guy that drove me nuts? Now I got to look it up. Because there was I'll a pull guy. It up. Yeah. Yeah, Power? No. <laughs> Do drugs, kids. Damon, yeah, Damon Jones. Dwayne Jones. Danielle Barshall. Ira Nubel. I don't oh, yeah, know. Town. I was Nubelhood. Come on, get it right. <laughs> no, the I trade a... the trade to bring in uh uh Delante was Ben we got Ben Wallace, Wally Zerbia, and Delante, and we sent out Gooden, Daniel Marshall, and anyone else I remember. I don't know, but David might be right. They put some really crappy players around LeBron. I have a good, I have a good Daniel Marshall story. So when I was in high school, one of my friends worked at a gas station downtown, and Daniel Marshall used to come in there every day and buy a pack of Newport 100s <laughs> after practice. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, <God>. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're just reinforcing that point now that you made earlier. I mean, there was some crappy players that got minutes on that team. Like, Larry Hughes was number two in minutes. Drew Gooden. Z was four. Andy was five. Eric's, a 33-year-old Eric Snow was sixth in minutes Ooh. on that team. Oh, Eric Snow. I forgot about Eric Snow. Sasha Pavlovich. His defense is his, his offense is his defense. <laughs> Sasha, Sasha Pavlovich is trying to make a comeback this year. He's practicing. Oh, my God. Huh? No way. Yeah, I, saw, I saw an article about it. No way. Damon Jones of the worst ball handler in NBA point guard history. Um, Danielle Marshall. Daniel Gibson. David Wesley. Remember the David Wesley layup? Oh, the David Wesley layup. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Uh, Shannon Brown. Oh, oh, Shannon Brown. See, that was a good pick. Like, why didn't you work out, Shannon Brown? Remember he, how excited he, he was, we were when he was throwing down on people in Summer League? Ira Newbold, hey, Dwayne Jones. Player, I forgot about Dwayne Jones. He, oh, I said he had good size for a guard. He was Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Ten. I don't know. It just seemed like a good pick, and it just didn't work out. His brother was on the Bucks last year. Can't remember anybody's name, but I can remember that. <laughs> yeah, that team Game's was last that team was lovable and terrible. was really good. He was solid. Um, he was no, he was a good two way player. I agree. I'm not. I mean, he wasn't like an all star, but he was a good player, and he was yeah. very good on that team, especially. Yeah. But he. Didn't That's make... the thing about that team. They were pretty good around LeBron. Like they. They were role players that didn't need the ball to be productive. So, right. yeah, it was glaring that, oh, they don't have any help when LeBron would struggle or when the you know, the Spurs would just dare him to shoot and he wasn't making shots. But well, look yeah, against, Delonte against wasn't Pistons. on that team, though. Delonte was on the That's, that's uh, true. But even, that oh, team, yeah. but even that team with Verjao and Z and uh, uh, Drew Gooden, I mean, those guys were – very good defensive players. Yeah. And they didn't turn the ball over that much. They let LeBron score all the points and it looked good unless LeBron was struggling to shoot and then they would lose. Yeah. 
So the good thing about that team is that was a ridiculously good Spurs team. Like that was an all-time Spurs team. That was Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili, arguably all in their prime. Not arguably. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> they and were in the their Cavs, primes. The Cavs lost the first game, I think, by double digits. And they I think, the, I think the other three games were all like competitive. Like it was, I mean. They got swept, but it wasn't like they were getting blown out. So, I I leave you with that. <laughs> so sad news: Del- Delonte West is homeless, like currently. I don't yeah, know if that is dead. true. Like, or if that's an old picture that just keeps getting. Well, re- it's like one of those like click here to find out what happened to old NBA players, and it's like no, one of this those was stupid September ad 12th. sites. This is September twelfth, two thousand nineteen. The dude looks like him. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I feel like that's like the Javaris Crittenden is dead thing. We got to validate that. (laughs) It's on on World Star. Come on. (laughs) Well, well, if it's in the newspaper, then it must be true. It must be true. So, yeah, that that Spurs team was ridiculous. Brent Berry in his 11th year, Bruce Bowen in his 10th year, Matt Bonner in his Red Mamba. Wasn't he? Uh, the Red him? Rocket. The Red Rocket. Oh, Dude. I, what? I, I, this was I before got the, all the Mamba names. No, he I had a Mamba the, name. I got the Matt Bonner soda or whatever, like the <laughs> what? Big Red from Texas. Oh. He, he was like sponsored by a soda. Big Red is the most <laughs> disgusting soda I've ever tried in it my entire life. 100% gross, disgusting sugar. It tastes like it tastes like pink bubble gum. Exactly. If you like me, if you made it, it's absolutely awful. But props to Matt Bonner. He's the original person that made New Balance cool. <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi's riding off. That's probably why Kawhi ended up on him because Matt this Bonner. This is literally the whitest podcast we have ever done, and that is saying something. New Balance. <laughs> okay, yes. so Tim Duncan. Uh, Michael Finley, Ginobili, Ori, Parker, Bino Udry. Um, oh, Michael Finley, too. Remember, he was a stud at one time. Yeah. Jacques, when he was with Jacques Vaughn. Yeah, you're right. Rapper. That team was loaded. They were really good. Yeah, that team I'm, was really loaded. They had a 58-win team, and they might have been – I don't think that was the year that they had uh, Restgate, but – uh, it was like a year or two later when they played Miami, but yeah, that team was loaded. Oh no, yeah, Restgate was um, Restgate was against the Heatles. It was 2011. Yeah, and they they almost won. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think I think it was like 2009, 2010 when the box score read DNP old for Tim Duncan. <laughs> 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 no, he was still in his prime then. Well, I know. I'm just, they yeah. were already, like, starting yeah. to load manage him. Yeah, because he was still his tenth all the, year. Yeah. All that Kawhi, the Kawhi crap, I'm getting fined for it. Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. I hate Steve Ballmer. He just, <laughs> he just, his bald, fat face as he's getting really excited on the sideline <laughs> of those uh, Clippers games. It just makes me so mad. <laughs> it's just like, no man that is that ridiculous should have that much money. <laughs> he, he negotiated he negotiated equity when everyone else was taking high salaries. 
Have Have you read that Ten Thousand Hours book? The Malcolm Gladwell book. Yeah. Outliers. Yeah. I have not, but I am so, aware of it. Obviously. So they talk about the Steve Ball. They talk about Steve Ballmer in it, but it, it's pretty interesting because it, it just makes you. It gives you another way to hate on him. <laughs> Why? Why is that? Because, like, uh there's a whole section about how like basically like a lot of sports, the age cutoff line for sports determines who's going to be the best. Because, oh yeah. Like, the kids, yeah. the kids that are born like more like close to the age cut or like before the age cutoff line or like right after get to play as like an older person right. for it. And like the Steve Ballmer and all of them were born in like a three year period where like the personal computer was coming up, but they were like, young enough to be accepting to the personal computer, but too old to be, like, into the massive computers and stuff. It just, like, basically downplays any of his personal talent. You know? <laughs> just He's a, a total product of his environment. Product of the No moment. personal talent. Yeah, no wait, personal wait, talent. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying... Wait, wait. You're saying that because he was a certain age... If I mean, it like, wasn't him, it would have been someone else, is what David is saying. Yeah. Well, that's a it, different he, argument, but well, well, I he think goes it's the through, same argument, really. He he goes through the whole thing where like all the people, like Steve Ballmer, like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, are born in like a three-year period where like the personal computer becomes something that is like new to them, but it's something they could accept. Whereas like if they were born slightly after the personal computer is already established, if they were born before. They'd be against the personal computer because they're like, oh, this is pointless, like, millennial crap, you know? <laughs> Not millennial crap, but Gen whatever you call Gen millennials. Xer. Yeah, Gen Xer crap, you know? But, uh, yeah, they totally downplay his personal accomplishments. So, new way to hate on him. Yeah, I'm not a... If Malcolm Gladwell said so. I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I, I have plenty of other st- reasons to... Hate on him. The stuff about sports that he talks about is really interesting, though. No, I'm I'm sure, and I believe some of it. Like, I believe that if you dedicate 10,000 hours to being really good at basketball, you're going to be pretty darn good at basketball. But the the biggest thing is the age cutoff line, because it like it makes sense what he talks about, how like if you're if you're at like if you're born right before the age cutoff line. Like and you're the oldest kid in the age group for it, you have like an inherent advantage, like physical advantage, so you get to play in better leagues and get better coaching and everything. And like he goes through like hockey and basketball and like the percentages like actually add up with like when people are born for age cutoff lines in sport. Interesting. Which is nuts. Yeah. The hockey one's crazy because it's like really correlates. Hmm. I wonder what would correlate the least. Uh, I'm not really sure. They said hockey, the age cutoff for hockey is January. And you see, like, what the heck was that? I don't know. Ooh. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I love adventures with David. What was the time where his dog was going crazy and knocked <laughs> over his feature, speaker or whatever? <laughs> I'm coming back. My Bluetooth just disconnected. Oh, okay. Well, you sound good now. You sound you better, yeah. <laughs> I can't hear, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Adventures with David is the best. <laughs> All right, I'm connected. Okay. 
Oh, uh, right. those darn Bluetooth Bluetooth. I mean, that is interesting. I'd have to. I might have to go read that book. There, I feel yeah, like I'll there's send, so I'll send many you the free books. PDF I of it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I feel like there's so many books I need to read, and I will just never get a chance to read. I mean, why read when you can watch? <sighs> yeah, or when you can play a computer Listen. game, or when you can. Uh, yeah, so I just started a new podcast. I <laughs> It's called um, Blackout, and the whole point of the podcast is it's Rami Malek uh, from uh, Mr. Robot and from Bohemian Rhapsody is narrates it. He's the main character, and it's a fictional podcast where the power has gone out in the U.S., and it's been out for like four or five months and basically we're in a post-apocalyptic situation and so i'm i'm listening to this as i'm picking up my daughter from school uh from driving school uh because she's got driving school from like five to nine p.m uh like three nights a week for the next two weeks so i i pick her up i'm driving home and she's forced to listen to this on the way home and then when we stop the car in the garage she goes dada you're so dumb. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I'm sitting here listening to that. <laughs> Have you the show that was on for like a year where the power stops working for some reason? Oh, and they can't make electricity. The one I didn't again. see that looks so terrible. Like, no, it was. It's good if you can suspend disbelief that they like can't figure out how to make electricity. Like that, the laws of good. physics and thermodynamics and electrodynamics just stop working for no good reason. Yeah, you you can't make copper spin around stuff anymore. It doesn't work. <laughs> Other than that, is very entertaining. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I have such a hard time with sci-fi that where it's like, this is so ridiculous, no one could ever believe it. Like, it, I just check out immediately when that happens. Like, I've been watching... So, do you, not, do you not like it when they just set the stage and they don't even try to explain why that is? Like, in Interstellar, it's like, well, there's some blithe, and so all the plants are dying, and that's that, or uh, yeah, see, uh, Children of Men, it's like, well, we just can't have see, kids I anymore. Don't mind don't... <laughs> it. I don't mind it if they don't go into too much detail. The problem with Interstellar is they went into way too much detail, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. It's just dumb. <laughs> like, how could this what's ever the, happen? The... At least in Children what of Men, they just mention it and never talk about it again. What? Yeah, yeah. So you... What happens in Interstellar? I've never so, seen that one. So there's a blight. Like, just all... All agriculture just ceases to. Yeah, but the whole thing is there's thrive. a blight, and for some reason the only crop they can grow is corn. Except nice. now the corn is under. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but corn's now the corn good. is under a blight, <laughs> and so like they never explain it, and it doesn't make any sense. But that's what happens. Like they don't say how we're even getting oxygen anymore. <laughs> But so I'm watching I'm watching the Miami game. How is why does Alex Caruso still why doesn't he shave his head? I don't know. I mean, it's the most ridiculous hairline possibly in NBA he's, history. He's <laughs> living a lie. Like he might as well wear well, a baseball cap. I mean, cap. come on, who's living a lie? Him or LeBron? I mean, LeBron, but he should just wear a baseball cap and get fined for it. A baseball cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, you know he wears a baseball cap when he's not playing basketball. Oh, you know what's super annoying? So you know that the those NBA or those ninja 
wrap around your forehead and tie it in the back of your head uh, headbands they had last year that you a saw. A do-rag? No, no, not like a do-rag. Like you wear oh, like, the Ninja, ninja, the ninja Turtle stuff. one. Yeah, the Ninja Turtle all one. All right, all right. And like everybody was wearing those last year. You remember they that? They banned them? They banned yeah, them. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. Yeah. But they had them in the WNBA, and I was like, those are super cool. Why would you ban something that, like, literally you can put your logo or your team name on and sell them to kids, and they will buy them? Like, why would you ever ban that if you're the NBA? Is that, That's, like, the dumbest thing you could do. The NBA like, is dumb. <laughs> why would you ban something popular? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't... I love how Anthony, Anthony Davis still has the unibrow. Oh, yeah. I mean, embrace the unibrow. So are they winning? How's that game going? Uh, hold on. Hold on. It is 27-21. Miami is losing. Uh, Miami's been sneaky good so far. But... Yeah. My, their team is like, I want to love their team so badly. Just if Dion Waiters played like five minutes a night, <laughs> I would like their team a lot. Except they, they have so literally just abandoned Dion Waiters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think he's injured house. right now. No, he's not. He caused oh. a big old stink before the season started because he did not want to come off the bench, and he was super pissed that an undrafted rookie free agent, Kendrick Nunn, is going to end up being a starter. Either that or Tyler Harrow is going to end up being a starter, and both those guys have been awesome, and he's been on the – and that's given Patrick – uh, Patrick uh, Riley, the <laughs> Patrick Riley. I thought it's like Patrick. <laughs> Who's he talking about? Pat Riley. Uh, Sorry, all I can think of was Patrick Ewing and Patrick yeah. Ewing. Patrick Pat Riley, the sockless curmudgeon, as E.G. calls him, um, gave him the gravitas to basically say, "Oh, I'm going to fix the culture now," and basically suspend him, make him persona non grata from the team. So well, if anybody Dion's needs a point a guard on the Cavs. Yeah. If anybody needs a point guard making twelve and a half million for the next two years, you could probably have Dion for nothing. And in fact I've heard the rumor I heard yesterday was that now that Reggie Jackson's hurt for the Pistons, they may trade for him. Wow. Ooh. I mean I don't want to see Detroit win a title, but <laughs> <laughs> David, you you are killing still, me tonight. I still feel like Dion's gonna have his moment. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Dion might have already had it. You think? Look, he, Dion could get into the paint better than like any guard I've ever seen play for the Cavs. <laughs> he just didn't know what to do when he got there. <laughs> oh, man. oh my but god! But he could get into the paint. Yeah, <laughs> like Garland can get in the paint, but similarly. Just ends up that Boston game was so bad by Garland. I mean, he was just <gasps> driving into the paint and no. just throwing up absolute garbage. He he didn't pass the ball. I like watched every shot he took. <laughs> he literally would get the ball, bring it up the court, and just chuck it. <laughs> yeah. Like he he made Jordan Clarkson proud. <laughs> yeah, except before tonight, I felt like Jordan Clarkson was like their best pure point guard of, on the team. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe maybe there's just something they pass back and forth between each other. Carson <laughs> didn't really pass tonight, but Garland passed. Oh, that's super annoying. I got so my daughter, and I have to be careful what I say here, is on a travel <laughs> team now, and 
I I see some of that. Like I don't know. Like what is this thing where you just don't pass? Like there's this one girl that just she will not pass, and she'll have a girl five feet in front of her with nobody guarding her, and she will just not pass and run up and take a shot. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just pass to the open person? Like that's it drives me insane that people don't. Yeah, but do here's that. the here's the thing about basketball. Dribbling the ball and shooting it's the most fun part of it. <laughs> it really is, though. David like, distills it I, down to its essence. <laughs> I play like I play rec basketball, like in a, a few leagues. But like honestly, the Are most fulfilling thing David? is like, yeah, yeah. I'm starting. Our league starts up uh, December. We start. Oh, shit, but the best man, part we'll about it sometime. is like I'm down, dude. The best part is getting a rebound and like just dribbling up the floor and taking a dumb shot. Coast to coast. <laughs> Even if you just totally brick it, it feels better than like passing the ball off to someone for an open shot sometimes. Oh, see, I'm totally the opposite way. I am all about smart passes. And, I'm about and, setting picks and, and screen and assists. Out. <laughs> screen I mean, assists I really and am. hard I fouls. <laughs> I end up getting. I end up playing in the post and playing like a total turd, and then on defense, what someone do you mean, always tries like a to total fight turd. me. Oh, there's like lots of stuff you can do to be a total dick. <laughs> like if someone's guarding you and you just constantly are pushing into them, they get real mad. Because <laughs> once you get the ball in the post, you can lay your shoulder into someone a couple times. But especially on defense, just like touching people's shorts and stuff, or like <laughs> the best move is as soon as they, like before they even catch the ball, just hand in the face the entire time like right in front of their eyes <laughs> i could see in a pickup game where that would be you're super like the annoying. deshaun stevenson of pickup <laughs> oh it's so it's so annoying yeah i i may or may not have been that person <sighs> it's fun because the matter people get at you like then they try to do more and it just doesn't work out even if they're good i play with this guy and he's, I think he's in his 50s, and he's in incredible shape. He's like 6'2", 6'3". He's hardly got any fat on him. He's bald, but I'm pretty sure that he could dunk. He can jump up and grab the rim. I don't think he can dunk anymore. But he's in unbelievable shape for his age. But his game is literally, he has this two-handed minute bull set shot. That he shoots from over his head, and all he does the entire time is stand at the key, top of the key, and shoot the shot over everybody, and that's his entire game. Like, he never passes, ever. So, you get, he shoots that shot, and then he just like, well, Nate, just go play inside. Like, go rebound. <laughs> and like, it's, it's, I've, I've learned to accept it because, and he's not really that good at it. He probably only makes like 28%, but when you're playing ones and twos and pick up, it doesn't really matter. That's an oddly specific percentage. 28? I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I keep pick up stats. You keep, you keep pick up stats. <laughs> like, you like, are you like Dr. Hoops, Nate? Remember the Dr. Dr. Hoops commercials? No, I don't remember Dude, those. You don't remember Dude, those? Here's our mil- Here's our million-dollar idea. We create some type of app on the cell phone that watches pickup games and generates stats. <laughs> it's called Messed Around and Got a Triple-Double, the app. <laughs> Ooh. I think we might be uh, quitting our jobs this week. <laughs> I, yeah. That, I, I don't think we should quit our jobs just yet. 
That's MAGA TP for those of you at the App Store. <laughs> oh, no, we can't call it MAGA TP. Somebody else will. <laughs> I just that, that did. Just, I like this. Go I wrong. like this. <laughs> It'll go so I wrong, This is Tom. the best idea MAGA we've had. MAGA oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, will that track short touches? <laughs> or is it shorts touches? Is there is there two S's in in I don't know. <laughs> I like I like that. Shorts touches is good. Oh Short man, correlates really well with defensive rating. <laughs> Dude, touch touching people's legs is another good one. People get very angry. That is, that is really really creepy. <laughs> what? Just Dude, touching David, their leg was- like their bare skin on their leg just randomly. Like yeah, every like, touchy time you go to the gym, is someone having to like hold you and someone back from each other from like no, break, but you know, you throwing just, down? Like, touch you touch their calf, like touch someone's calf. <laughs> That's so weird. Like who does that? Weird, but it makes people not play as well. <laughs> David is all and, about and the the mind game. You get yeah, you get really close to him and say, "I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you." <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to say. Uh, I lost them. I need to know what you've said. I was talking about touching calves, dude. Uh, still. I've, I've, he's still talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I got back, but I lost like 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm super bummed about this. Yeah, so I think, David, you need to be like an NBA defensive court, like defensive consultant. Like how to be like super annoying. <laughs> Dude, that's half the game. That's seriously half the game. So, do you only do this when like people just irritate the crap out of you? So you just get them back this way, or is it like is this your specialty in your in your rec leagues? No, I mean the hand in the face thing. I'll do I'll do that pretty regularly because <laughs> like a lot of the times in like in the rec leagues, there's dudes that like played in college or they're like six ten guys. And, like, I usually will play, like, I play the five spot, but I'm only, like, 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, so you're just, So, like, yeah. I gotta, no, I gotta I do that. what I gotta do. Yeah. I it's, there. like, I do have a speed, yeah, I have, like, a slight speed advantage, but I can't really shoot the ball. I have some good post moves, so I gotta, <laughs> you know, I gotta work it how I can. <laughs> and were... then, like, there's other, there's other little tricks, like, every single time someone shoots... Like when you're going for the rebound, just elbow in the back. You're just oh, pushing God. them. Make them f- <laughs> you got to make them feel it every single time. That's hardcore. It's like Austin Carr right now. You got to make them feel it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Who is the guy that the like six foot seven center for Houston? Uh, Clint Capella. Uh, no. PJ Tucker. No, no. This uh, is. Oh, good I think his one, last though. name was PJ Hayes. Tucker. Dude, Chuck Hayes. That's Chuck who I Hayes. called him a game actor. Yeah. Yes. He played on the Raptors, and he played on the Kings. Yeah, Chuck Hayes. That's like the Chuck Hayes school of defense. Yeah, he was 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. They have a Chuck Hayes app. <laughs> the ch- <laughs> Dude, just because people get so mad, if you make contact every single shot, they start to freak out. <laughs> Now, so the one I got, and I don't understand why more people don't do this to Curry, you foul a guy really hard while he's shooting on his arm, like get him on the funny bone or something. You don't even have to hit him like that again. You just make like you're going to do that, and he will flinch every time when you go for a th- when he goes up for a shot. So, like, say, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> like, I don't understand why they don't do that to, like, Steph Curry. 
why this is my whole thing when the Cavs would play them in the finals. Why not have some guy at the end of the bench just straight up tackle him? <laughs> he takes the three, you tackle him. Like low on the legs. Just take him out. That's well, I never Kendrick, understood. That's what Kendrick Perkins did to um Ke- uh God, not Kelly Olinick. It was uh Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder and then for some and reason. Then, and, and then, then J.R. Smith, Smith finished like the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I it's always like, wondered, like, when Peyton a- Manning was really good, or, like, even with the Patriots, why don't you just have a play on defense where you just hold every single receiver and just go blast the snot out of uh, out of uh, Tom Brady? Like, why isn't that a play in your playbook? Pro- probably because it would cause a riot, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you probably quiet. only get suspended like two. You you get suspended more games than if you abused a person. Or or if yeah, you the league. The, the, yeah, the league wouldn't go for that. Yeah, I know. Just just these are things I think about, which is is probably sad. <laughs> anyway, this so how about how about the Browns? Oh, uh, what are you trying to do to me? <laughs> They're not good. We cannot talk. We cannot talk about the Browns. So I like totally just the beginning of the season. I held my tongue, held my tongue, held my tongue, and I was like, and now I was like, God, I wish I had to talk more smack on the Browns. <laughs> but I was just like the whole time I'm like, they're the Browns. Something is going to happen. The other shoe is going to drop, and it's not going to be good. I don't know. I will say that I warned against the Browns being the Wizards and talking a little bit too much smack before they had actually done anything. Yeah, I think there's yeah, a was, lot of that. I was calling for the Browns to be real good and talking them up. So, I think it just goes now. to show you in the NFL, offensive line, line play, you got to fix your line before you get your receivers. You know what I mean? Like, or just... Or, just, uh, or if you're just a Cleveland fan, don't don't talk until it happens. Yeah, exactly. just, just wait. <laughs> just wait. I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. I hope they turn it around. Last week was a disaster. Yeah, like, it was. Last week was the, like, okay, we're going to turn this around game, and then it was like, what are they doing? I yeah. just don't understand how it's possible for us to somehow select the worst coach possible every <laughs> single time. Yeah. Like, it's impressive almost yeah. at this point. Yeah, the Browns, like, Jimmy Haslam is undefeated. <laughs> yeah, it's like the one guy I liked, Chud, was the one guy they got rid of. <laughs> like, they are definitely Dan Snyder. They're like the Redskins of the AFC now. Like, Dan Snyder seems, like, similarly faded, where just, like, every move they try is the wrong move. I don't know. Dude, Miami is keeping it close. Miami's got a deep team. The problem with Miami is they're going to struggle. I just don't think they have any way to stop Embiid. Like, Miami's a team that needs another center. They might be a Tristan Thompson destination. Ooh. Except I I don't think they have anything to trade is the problem. I mean, they have lots of guys to trade, but would they? No, they don't want to trade anybody, though. I don't want James Johnson or Dion. I mean, James Johnson is cool. (laughs) Yeah, but also was kicked out of training camp for being out of shape. So, hey, David, it is 1123, and you got to work in the morning. Uh, I'm having fun. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay. It's so, a good, this is a good pod. It is a good pod. We're, we're hearing all about how David gets restraining orders against him in pickup basketball. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. So, Tom, anything else about the game? I, we haven't gotten back to the game in a while, but anything else about the game you want to cover? I just, I mean, I just really like Sexton. His, his fire? I just like, yeah, I just, his energy, his fire. Um, I don't know, I feel like he's getting smarter. Try so hard. Yeah, he that's tries really hard. What was the game? He tries really hard. Uh, was it the Boston game where they almost came back and won or tied it? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, and he they, like they had close. that jump ball against Kemba Walker. And he had a steal too, I think. Yeah, he did, and he had that one where he like uh, like battled him for the offensive rebound, and then uh, Kemba Walker double dribbled. <laughs> Which was like I was amazed they actually call that because they never call that. Remember that? Dude, they play? called like six travels this game. Yeah, they've been calling a lot more travels, but it always drives me nuts because they call it for three quarters and then they get to the fourth quarters and guys basically run to the basket and they don't call it. So, and there's certain guys who never get it called on them, like Giannis, who travels more than any player I've ever seen. And it, and I do understand how difficult it can be to officiate him because literally two steps for Giannis is like 20 feet. But, yeah, it's annoying. Oh, playing? Do you guys play NBA 2K? No. I'm too old for oh. those those fast Twitch video games anymore. I heard the Many new one's the not that good. No, it's pretty good. But also, if you play with the Bucks, like Giannis is just like, you double tap the hop step button and then he dunks it from like the free throw line every time. <laughs> they need to. So nerf basically, him. it's very realistic. They need to nerf Giannis. Pretty much. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the Eastern Conference shakes out. It's been interesting so far. Boston at six and one, the ultimate tryhard team is number one, and then you got Miami, Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly. You got to think that Boston's going to fall off a little there. And part of that's probably their schedule. Are we doing predictions? I don't know. I'm just looking at the standings since you don't seem to want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I think Miami makes it out. I, I think it's going to be Philly. To me, there's nobody better <sighs> than Philly. There's no one better, but Philly's going to have trouble scoring, I think. Yeah, I think that's true. Don't and sleep on Toronto. <laughs> Toronto, Toronto would be like the the Pistons when when they made the finals, and I'd be fine with that. I like I like Toronto; they're a home built team. Yeah, Siakam's going to be an MVP candidate. Yeah, Toronto, Toronto, and uh, LA would be a really interesting Toronto Clippers would be a really interesting final. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't know about the East. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon looks ridiculous every time I've seen him this year. He like yeah. To me, is the best pickup if, of the offseason. If all Oladipo well, comes back strong, the Pacers could make a push, like from the sixth seed or something. Yeah, yeah, they could. And the problem is, is I'm not sure they have enough shooting at the wing. Yeah, losing. losing <laughs> Excuse me, hurts, sorry, but bust you. Oh yeah, I mean, and then in the West, the West is just going to be a bloodbath, man. I mean, Utah's five and three and out of the playoffs right now. Wait, Phoenix, they're out of the playoffs at five and three. Yeah, they're top eight. They're the top eight 
has them out of the playoffs. I mean, there's oh, five other teams that are five and three, but according to the NBA standings and the tiebreakers, they're out of the playoffs right now. So, so they're just beating off on the Eastern Conference. Well, I mean, it's looking like because Phoenix right now is a playoff team, Minnesota right now is a playoff team, Dallas is a no, playoff team. No, the Jazz team. are the fifth. I'm just by the literally the website I'm looking at. That's how they're ranking them. It's oh, probably well, alphabetical like order. Probabilities. I think it's actually alphabetical order. <laughs> so, I mean, but what I'm saying is it's going to, right now it's a nine-team race, and there's only eight spots. So somebody's good's not going to make it. Now, you got to think Phoenix is going to fall off. Um, the, thun- the Thunder are a good team. The Blazers. Yeah, the Blazers are going to get there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be rough. In the East, I don't think the Thunder are a good team. I don't think the Thunder have any long-term motivation to win. But well, how though? They, they can't trade Chris Paul. They have Chris Paul. I think they think Danilo they can Gallin- trade Chris Paul. They have Danilo Gallinari. They're a solid team. No, they, like I'm, Danilo- they are. And they got Stephen Adams. Like they have yeah, so many think- contracts, I- they they have to do something. I mean, you think. They try to compete, but who knows? Who do they? Yeah, I think they have to try to compete. They're going to probably be like an A seed because no one's taking the Adams contract. I think there's teams that would take the Adams contract. I think New York would take the Adams contract in a heartbeat right now. Wait, why? They have like 20 power forwards. Yeah, they need to trade one for a center. <laughs> yeah, but they have Mitchell Robinson at center. Yeah, but he hasn't been that good, though. He's got kicked out the other night, didn't he? I mean, he fouls the crap out of people, but they need to just give him minutes and see. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I think the I think the Thunder are like kind of trapped under really crappy contracts. Yeah, but they but got a Dan- boatload I, of picks. Yeah, Danilo might be a tradable, but the only teams that need him aren't going to really have picks. Maybe the Mavericks. The Mavericks might have. A I pick could see trade. Danilo ending up on the Spurs too. Like he totally seems like a Spurs player. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. going to be interesting. I mean, I don't. I feel like it's wide open right now. It could be any team's game, and injuries are going to be big. Like whoever has the first big injury is. I mean, that's the way it is every year. But I mean, you look at what happened to Golden State. Like, and the weird thing is, is Golden State starting to play better. Like this Pascal kid had like thirty-seven points the other night or something. Someone's got to score points, though. Yeah, that's a well said. <laughs> Larry Hughes wasn't born in a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> who, who was the guy that we had on the Cavs that ended up playing for the Grizzlies that had a bunch of big games? Selden or something? Yeah, Wayne Selden. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was a bunch of guys that just yeah, you can always like you always hate it at the end of a fantasy basketball season. You get these G leaguers that are on tanking teams and they've just play these YOLO games and somebody figures out how to to put them in their fantasy lineup and you're like losing because good teams at the end of the regular season are sitting their best guys and you're losing to these YOLO G-leaguers. Yeah. Yeah. That's an issue. Sundiata gains. Sundiata gains. There you go. Getting up on the table. Uh, I really think the Clippers are positioned to make a deep run because they're going to get Paul George back. Yeah, that's that's they're already really good. 
And Kawhi's already resting, so they're kind of preparing for a long run. Oh, they are. They're super, super deep. And they've got they've got the and David they, Wood of point guards on their team, Patrick Beverly. So Montrose Harrell. That dude is so fun to watch. Oh yeah. yeah I tell you what. I tell you what, if the Cavs want to spend some free agent money and they don't want to give it to Tristan Thompson, I wouldn't mind seeing it that way. Seeing it go that way and having them play some center for the Cavs. That'd be a lot of fun. Anyway, so you guys are cutting out on me again. So I'm going to wait until we get back here. Are you back? Well, I got to go. Okay. The well, takes are just too hot. Yeah, the takes are so hot. Okay. They're burning up the okay. landlines. So you guys cut out there. So give me a, what are you pitching before you go, Tom? Um, well, I watched The Devil Next Door. About uh, Ivan John Demyanyuk, the Ukrainian. That's dude in Seven Hills. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so there's a thing on Netflix that dropped a couple days ago called The Devil Lives Next Door. So it's about, like, basically his trial in Israel is what most of the series is about. But um, it was, it was pretty uh, pretty good drama, that's for sure. Dude, a bunch of people, like, I'm in D.C. right now for work, but, like, people are like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, well, I grew up in Parma. A bunch of people have been saying, uh, talking about that documentary to me. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, David, what are you what are you pitching? Uh, uh, I've been watching a lot of wrestling again. I'm <laughs> out on the WWE. I'm only in on the AEW because it's they're only once a week. It's minimal promos. But it's been real good. There's blood and stuff. They hit each other real hard. Um, and then uh, that's about it. I started playing Rocket League, which I've <laughs> gotten into. It's great because it's five minutes and it's very quick. Interesting. I've been playing Rocket League the entire time we've been talking. It's not very quick. <laughs> no wonder you I, keep dropping that, out. It keeps eating up your bandwidth, and you're I'm blaming me. Talented. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't deliver hot takes while I'm playing video games. I'm like Tom. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have anything to pitch. Uh, I'm going to pitch Hall's Lemon and um... <laughs> actually, no. I'm going to pitch a game that it's. So I was on a board game retreat last week, and I'm going to pitch a game called. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. <laughs> what? You went on a board game retreat? Oh, That's yeah. What I, isn't that the coolest sounding thing? Yeah, I play... I don't know if a, it's a cool sounding thing, but go ahead. Twenty. I play, like, a ton of crazy German board games and uh, Euro games and American games. And board gaming is, like, a huge thing now. And so there's yeah. all these... <laughs> All these board games, there's Kickstarters for new games. They have licensed games now. There is a new game, Die Hard, The Terror of Nakatomi, is a board game that just came out. What? <laughs> I'm not even making this up. Like, I'm it good is at crazy. Connect 4. Yeah, so these are crazy strategy games. Like One of the games they played was called uh, Abomination, and it is a game of where you are five different four different scientists trying to recreate the work of Victor Frankenstein and you have to build your own monster from corpses and it has role playing and random chance elements and and uh, deck building and worker placement and all this stuff for board games. It's crazy. It's a crazy industry and sport. 
not sport, but pastime, I guess. Um, so I went up to northern Michigan last week and had uh, my cousin set it up, and it was 20 couples at this retreat at this lodge up in northwest Michigan, not UP, uh, I guess, northwest Mitten, the Mitten part of Michigan. Uh, and uh, we had a great time, met like six other couples that were super nice, or eight other couples super nice. Um, played a boatload of board games. One of the funnest games I played, and I'm going to pitch it, and I'll send you guys some pictures. of. We had probably 200 board games there to play. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send you some pictures. But my favorite one that we played was a game called Cockroach Poker. <laughs> and so it is a lying game. So you have eight different types of vermin in your hand, and you put a card down and you tell somebody, hey, uh, it's a toad. And they say, you're lying or you're not lying. And they can either tell you, they can either say you're lying or not lying or pick the card up, pick it up, look at it and make that question to someone else. And so you have to guess. And if you guess right, they take the uh, card. If you guess wrong, you take the card. And when you have four of one type of vermin face up in front of you, you lose. And if you're drinking, it's even more fun. And so I was abysmal at this game. Like, I lost. <laughs> like, like there's no winner. Like, we were playing five people, and only one person can lose. Like, there's four winners and one loser. I lost five straight games. I was the worst cockroach poker player ever, but I had a blast. So, and I had this one guy named Josh that uh, we met, and every time, every single time he'd play, he'd put a card down and he'd go, "It's a stink bug," just like that. <laughs> and I was like dying every time he did it. So there may there was a lot of alcohol involved, but yeah, that's my pitch for this week: cockroach poker. So there you go. Do you play code? Have you played Code Names or Code? Yeah, I love Code Names. Code Names we- is a very, very uh, light game, and there's a lot of skins for <laughs> it. So yes, but I played Code Names. I love Code Names. Yeah. What about War- Warhammer? Or is that I'm different? not a Warhammer guy. Uh, there are people that love Warhammer. I don't like Warhammer. I like worker placement. Uh, Warhammer is more of a war game. Uh, people, a lot of guys in the military are crazy into Warhammer, but I'm not a big Warhammer guy. These, are, I, I'll send you some of the games that I play, but it's I don't play a lot of crazy strategy games. Most of these are like worker placement or social interaction or social deduction or deck building. Uh, there are also some, a lot of them have role play elements, um, but I don't like to play role play because then I'm like, oh, you're playing D&D, you're a nerd. So. Dude, D&D is cool. I know, but I don't like... like I have a lot of shame about my, my D&D days in high school. So You played D&D before? Yeah, I've played D&D before. My... Oh, man, I'm learning so much stuff. I want to play it so bad that I can never <laughs> find people to play it with. Um, yeah, so <laughs> maybe we'll have to have a D&D night. I'll have Cast to have you... D&D. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be a good theme recap there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, yeah, I'll have to have you guys over, and we'll just have to have a game night or something. Okay, but that's my pitch. Any parting thoughts, guys? Because we got to end this podcast. I got to go to bed. I have no voice. Uh, go Cavs. Go, go Cavs. Cavs. Go Cavs. Thirty-one season.
<laughs> yeah, to, you might be right. Dare to dream. Tristan Thompson contract extension. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.